Welcome to Rock and Roll Fridays, a podcast on musical encounters and life. We are back. Welcome to Rock and Roll Fridays. And I have a special guest, Kevin Perlmutter. Kevin is a brand strategist, marketing consultant, marketing gurus, right? Is that is that a good way to describe your world? A marketing guru, brand guru, you know, more brand than marketing, but yeah, you're, you're close, you're good. Right. So <laughs> Kevin plays in my area in marketing and advertising. And I met Kevin uh, over the last year. And like everyone on Rock and Roll Fridays, everyone has a musical story. So uh, let's start with a little bit about you. Why why should people care and listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad people are listening to this. And um I have been uh, in the brand space, advertising, marketing, branding, whatever you want to call it for the last you know 25 plus years. And in 2019, I launched a company called Limbic Brand Evolution. It's a brand strategy and neuromarketing consultants, uh, neuromarketing consultancy. And what I do is I help my clients create what I call limbic sparks, which are emotional connections. Uh, strengthening emotional connections between them and the people that they're trying to reach. It's all rooted in understanding how the brain works, that we buy on emotion. Um, and, you know, when limbic sparks are happening, it's like hearing a great band. It's like they had gonna, me at I low gonna, and I want to keep coming back for more. It's I was that's what say, it's all about. The, the, when you mentioned, when you said emotional connection, I mean, that is uh, it plays to music and the subjectivity of music, right? Like, one Absolutely. Sound, one sound might resonate with one audience and not with another. So that the limbic connection is that's it's really interesting. And obviously, we know from our marketing experience how people buy a lot of times emotionally or rationally, and yeah. music obviously plays to that more emotional side. And brands can play in that space as well if they if they do the work to understand what matters most to the people they're trying to reach. That's when those limbic sparks are happening. It's like I you know a lot of people are out there trying to find their why and I think it's a big mistake. Um you know your why is important but it's a half-baked brand strategy. You also have to ask who's your who. You have to understand who are the people you're trying to reach, what matters most to them and find those real and relevant intersections so those sparks fly right at the moment of of meeting and and it's just like hearing a great piece of music yeah and speaking of music so i always ask everyone on my show why music what you know why do you listen to music when you work why do you listen to music when you work out what what kind of you know why why what is it about music that kind of motivates and drives you not only in your play but in your work also well you know i like to say that music takes me to the mood that i want to be in so I have uh, different pieces of music that I listen to, types of music, playlists of music, depending upon what I'm working on, what I want to be doing. You know, if it's uh, late in the evening, chugged a Mountain Dew and I'm driving down a highway, it's yeah. going to be one thing. If I'm trying to work and I want something more ambient and something more uh, calming or soothing or just background, it's something else. But I've got music going nearly all the time. Um, there's always something. But there's a deeper intersection with music for me that relates to my work uh, that goes well beyond like my my passion for certain bands. Um, I've had so much, uh, uh, I don't know, just incredible experiences. I've had ex- incredible experiences with music at two stages of my career. 
um, early on back around uh, the, the internet boom, mm -hmm. I had this incredible opportunity to lead the advertising business for a company that many people have never heard of called cdnow.com. It was a magical invention where you can yeah. buy CDs, CDs on the internet yeah. and they get shipped to your home. Yeah. I mean, like, there That's are some crazy. Listening my, to this right now who are like reminiscing, and there yeah. are some people who are like, "Damn, he is old." <laughs> so, um, CDNow.com uh, came about around 1996 and was gone by 2001 or two or something like that. But um, I had the opportunity to ride its entire wave, leading its advertising account. Um, and we could, when we talk about, you know, like my interactions with music people, I could tell you some stories from that era. And then later on in my career, um, when when uh, working at Interbrand and, and leading business uh, for AT&T, the, the, the head of AT&T brand at the time said to me, you know, we need a sound for our brand. Can you help us find a place to do that? Mm. And I scoured uh, the Sonic Branding Studios at the time and found a place called, uh, they're currently called uh, Made Music Studios. And we created, they created the sound of AT&T. Bom, 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 that, that sound. That, that's that's so really they cool. They created that. Yeah. I, I helped AT&T find that company. And then about four years later, I ended up joining that studio as chief strategist and chief innovation officer and ultimately head of research. And there, also some cool stories about musician interaction, but I am not a musician. I am not musically inclined. I was there to guide the business forward, guide client relationships. And one of the things that I did there was create a research capability rooted in neuroscience. I partnered with a company, an outside research company, and we created a proprietary research capability that assessed the impact and effectiveness of music, sound, and other stimulus on our subconscious uh instincts, feelings, associations, and then we correlated that through research. How does that correlate to conscious desire and ultimately behaviors? And that experience of having some behavioral science mentors from a great research company and doing that work and guiding experiences based on how you want people to feel actually led me to launching Limbic Brand Evolution because I realized around 2019, that the brand strategy world that I'm a part of is largely unaware of or ignoring the impact of emotion on our relationships with brands. And, and like I said before, there's too much what's your why. There's too much about the brand. Yeah. There's not enough for you. There's not enough insight as to what people really care about to make those relevant connections that have people at hello. So that's how music has played a life, not only uh, played a role, not only in my life, but has actually gotten me to where I am in my career. It's amazing. It's so cool. And that you had that intersection when you were doing, when they were doing the research and you were working on that, did, was, were people... Was there anything around where are people conscious of how they feel when they're listening to music, right? When you're listening to lyrics or you're listening to sounds, is there a consciousness that were, well, was involved ultimately, in? Ultimately, yes, ultimately. But but first it's instinctive and it's, it's non-conscious. It's uh, music, uh, it, sound travels into our brain. Um, in milliseconds and milliseconds faster than, than most other stimulus. So sound triggers non-conscious feelings and associations 
before you even recognize it. I mean, think about uh, your, your, you know, it's, it's seven 30 in the morning you had a late night, you're going somewhere and you stop into a CVS or a Walgreens or something like that. And you walk in the door because you need to get some Advil before you get to your next stop. And all of a sudden that, that door buzzer, like you're walking in, you're sort of mindless and you're just like going through the motions. And all of a sudden that door buzzer, like, eh, like, like instinctively you are off kilter. You are like, what just happened in that? vestibule there um it, the same thing happens with brand associations you know we we hear brand uh, sounds and it yeah. makes us think you know so many associations that we have and feelings that we have are triggered by a non-conscious response to sound what was the what was the when you talk about cd now and at that intersection of the internet cds and yeah. technology i i assume what ultimately killed that was the digital the downloads, the, the digital yeah. downloads at that moment. And it was end game. The irony of this, and I am not making this up. I just purchased a CD set um, yesterday, mm -hmm. a collector's item fish set. So out, I know albums are one thing, but CDs are still out there and still bands put out sometimes for collective sets. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's interesting. So, how how quick did that decline happen? When when digital, you know, did CD now exist a little bit, or was it? It existed a little bit. Um, yeah, I forget the exact history of it. I mean, I was at an ad agency where that was a very large account, and I was leading that account. So, um, in two thousand and one. Uh, toward the end of the year, soon after 9-11, when things started um, going downhill in the market, um, it was really the end of the dot-com boom. Uh, I think CD Now was acquired by one of the big music companies, and Amazon was a competitor, and I think Amazon had a stake in it, and yeah. Napster was going away but coming back in a legitimate form, and there was a lot going on there. I, I it, it, it stayed around for a little bit of time, but... Um, but it was an amazing experience. We did some amazing advertising with really uh, cool artist involvement, and and that was that was a lot of fun. We were on the Grammys multiple years in a row. I mean, with Howard Stern did uh, um, live commercials for it that that we provided some scripts for, and then he did what he want with them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of like energy in the music space at that time, and I had such a great time being involved in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that again, that intersection of advertising and marketing and music is such yeah, a wonderful. I mean, you know, everyone I think that is doesn't work in the industry looks at advertising as always being creative, but in this sense, you really get creativity when it comes to marketing and then the advertising uh, of absolutely music, utilizing music. And I think you mentioned offline that you had some band run-ins as well <laughs> in your in your. Well, I had some in the CD Now era and I had some at the music studio era, but CD Now is kind of funny. We had a campaign at the time that was called My CD Now. Uh, it, the campaign was called My CD Now. I'm trying to remember it. It was a long time ago, but um, but it was basically like these these worlds we created with with live live actors and animation and and video clips from music videos and things where people were going through their world. Like one of the commercials was, I think, you know, My CD Now is a funky road trip through time, and it it leans into like. Um, classic rock. And there was another one that was my CD now is something else. And it leaned into 
um, you know, jazz and, you know, so there, so for each of those commercials, we created these scenes where the lead person was traveling through these things. So like in the, in the rock and roll one, we had Alanis Morissette in the back seat and we used a video clip of her from the video where she's in the back seat of the yeah. car. And, yeah, very and cool. we had like, they're driving by some windmills and, you know, you hear things, you know, from Pete Townsend and, in and, and it for every single one of those clips, and there must have been 30 or 40 of them across a campaign of commercials, we had to get approval from the artists for, for using those clips. So I recall being on a phone call with uh, Tony Dimitriadis, who rep Tom Petty. We were on a phone with uh, Ray Manzarek and Danny Sugarman when we were trying to get some door stuff approved. And one <laughs> thing that we tried to do, this never happened, but we thought about doing a version of the commercial where a, a, a famous artist talked about their CD now. And one of the people we had in mind was Meatloaf. And, <laughs> and they said to the, the artist said like, well, Meatloaf's really tough to talk to. So he's doing a show in New York on this day. And it's like a, like a VH1 something or other. And why don't you guys come to the concert and then you could talk with him backstage. And after the concert, we went backstage and there was Meatloaf and his wife and his little poodle. And he was like, really like, he just did a show and he was, he was a guy who used to sweat a lot. Yeah. And we were sitting on the couch having this surreal conversation with Meatloaf about this campaign. And it never went, we ended up never doing that phase of the campaign. We never did a, an artist led version, but that was just like, I vaguely remember it because it was so long ago, but I sat on the couch next to Meatloaf and yeah. talked to him about being in a commercial. Yeah, <laughs> right really right weird. after his show. I'm sure he was really focused. He on was thrilled. He really <laughs> didn't want to be there. It was very strange. Well, this is awesome. Great stuff. And tell us how people can find your company and your brand online. Where can they go? Uh, well, I am uh, Kevin Perlmutter and I am on LinkedIn. Um, my company is Limbic Brand Evolution, uh, limbicbrandevolution.com. I um, I have a, a, a blog on there where you emotional intelligence blog where I write lots of articles. And I also have my own podcast. It's called Let's Talk Limbic Sparks, where I interview brand leaders on how they're bringing emotional insight into the work that they do to drive growth through stronger customer connections. And to date, I've interviewed over 30 brand leaders and um, you could find that anywhere you look for podcasts. It's called Limbics, uh, Let's Talk Limbic Sparks. Awesome. And, and check that out. Very cool. Some really cool stuff, Kevin. Really appreciate you being on uh, Rock and Roll Fridays. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Kevin.